podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Air Fantasy Football Show, brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com. It's the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using coupon code AIVPN. It can be used for many things, but LibertyShield is the VPN mainly used by AI Pro Team to help watch the Reds live. So there you go. Out the way for your Eddie. I don't even know if you listen to this one, but there you go, son. <laughs> First time I've done that, um, and I screwed it up, so good one. But we'll get into the show. Uh, I've got my two regulars with me. It's not just Jay this week, but I'll start with Jay. How are you doing, Jay? Absolutely brilliant. Back on top of the Money League, so it couldn't be a nicer week to speak to you. Smug. Smoke. Just a little bit. Well, I was, I was knocked off the top, wasn't I, last week? But we didn't really speak because it was a very short game week with Liverpool winning again midweek. So uh, a few people sort of on our WhatsApp group sort of piped up, uh, mainly Adam and Sai, and then uh, mm. I put them back in their position again. Yes, introducing one of them. It's Sai. How are uh, you doing? It's been a while. We should have had the show last week. <laughs> Uh, I've had an awful week. It's just from from top to bottom. That's how it happens sometimes. This is kind of the first bad week I've had in a little while, so um, it's bound to happen. But that's okay. It's also very tight at the top of the money league. So onwards and upwards. Yep, for yous too. Um, <laughs> you're not far off either, though. It's, just, not it's not happening, mate. You're you're. You're being very quietly uh, smug about it, I think. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm still bottom. <laughs> uh, but we'll start with you, Simon. You mentioned um, we should have done it last week, but it's been a while. I mean, you've obviously had a bit of an upturn in terms of catching up to Jay and stuff, but has this just been an off week for you? Yeah, so I ended up with 48 points, and I also took a hit. Um, I made a really strange mistake of captaining Trent over Mo I just had this weird kind of feeling that Trent would score or something but um, I think it only ended up could probably end up costing about 10 points I think but um, apart from Trent and Mo and um, Laskelis the name that I can I really butchered that pronunciation Lascelles Lascelles I knew Laskelis that's just the Irish way of saying it let's just edit that bit out no okay for them three every single person on my team got one or two points so um, they're the only I I had three three returns one player from Newcastle and two Liverpool um, and I took a hit but I think the hit paid off so it means I am I have a nice team now for the next couple of weeks hopefully but um, yeah it's a lot of a lot of ones and twos from my team mm, I think to be fair I think that's the same for most people I don't think any of the well-owned forwards returned no. the, um, oh, and they did have a, a nice um, Wolves the Wolves defender last on my bench Ooh. which will probably be the only clean sheet that they ever get for the rest of the season <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I should have went, yeah. 
You could have done. Bit, could have done what I did and got rid of Son for Pepe, <laughs> which went perfectly. Oh dear. Um, I'll do my team next because uh, Jake can then gloat for a bit. Um, but yeah, kind of similar to Simon's, a bit better. I got fifty nine. Didn't take a minus. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much saved by the Liverpool bunch. Quite literally, actually, looking at my team closer. Good God. Um, McCarthy, one, obviously playing against us. Um, Trent, six. Gomez, six. Lundstrom came off my bench and got me one, but we'll talk about him later. Uh, Martial got me three for a clean sheet in one of the worst games I've ever seen. De Bruyne got me two, because Man City continued to implode. More Salah than just, just, just the 32. Um, my two, Calvert-Lewin, two. Vardy, two. Jimenez too, and just just to add it, Pepe didn't even come on. It's <laughs> uh, so beautiful. Um, but yeah, fifty nine. Uh, what was the average? Forty seven. So that's all right. Uh, as as I said, slowly and quietly sneaking. I reckon. Um, but Jay, go on then. Uh, just eighty two this week. Mm. Um, after a mediocre double game week for the Reds, I uh, I fixed it. Took Mane out and brought Salah in and given the arm on, so he's got 32, as pretty much everyone seems to say he did anyway. Uh, looking at my team, there wasn't really much to speak of apart from a couple of players, mainly Liverpool ones. Uh, I brought Bobby in before that double game week. He got the goal against Wolves um, and then he got three assists this weekend, so he got me 11 in my front line. Uh, Trent got me six. Surprising transfer of a few weeks ago, I brought in Nathan Ake and tossed him into the team. He got a clean sheet. Eh, no, so he got a goal. Um, so he got nine points. Henderson in goal kept me uh, 10 points. My Man City players, De Bruyne and Mares, crap with two each. Uh, Vardy failed again two each. Dini <clears throat> got an assist against the Ev, even though they imploded and lost that game. So he got five. Uh, Grealish, disappointing two. And I'm sure the player we're all going to come on to Lundstrom got me one. So yeah, eighty-two. Mm. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, but what we're going to start with is um new players, which I should have been better prepared with. But um, Bergwijn um obviously came started for Spurs, did quite well. I can't remember how much he costs. Gives me two ticks, people. If I, could I was so close to bringing him in for Mahrez as well. <laughs> 7.5 he costs. 7.5, yeah. um, obviously a good start. Um, Spurs against Man City, but I mean, I'll stick with you, Jay. I mean, you've always, you just said there you might, you're considering bringing him in already. Um, well, why is that? I mean, is it simply because Kane's out there, obviously didn't bring in a striker, so you, he, he must be starting, really. That's pretty much the logic behind it, I suppose. Yeah, and the fact looking slightly ahead when City have got the cup final in a few weeks is a blank game week for them. So I was thinking of getting rid of Mares, just keeping De Bruyne and benching him for that week. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is probably the staple pick from Man City from most players now that Sterling's been Gomez and disappeared since he got fronted. Uh, so I was thinking of getting Mares out, but I thought yeah, I'd give him one more week, um, and he failed. But I think that could just be the straight swap for me because it'll save you a million because Mara's 8.5, Bergvine is mm-hmm. 7.5 for now. And that means I can probably then improve on my forward line, which unless Jamie Vardy discovers his form again, we'll be getting the chop as well. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about that with my transfers. Mm. Um, 
Sai, anything you want to add on, on Bergwijn? But um, I, I guess the other big one is, is Bruno, who costs 8 mil. But feel free to start on uh, Bergwijn if you want. Um, I hadn't really thought about him much. I don't know too much about the player himself, so I've not seen much of him play. But um, there is always that new player. Well, there can be often be like a new player bounce, I think, mm. with all the injuries that Spurs have. He's, he's probably nailed on um, he's a little bit more than Lucas Mora so for me I'd probably lean more towards Mora possibly if I was to bring one of them in um, but if you're kind of looking to make up a couple of points he might be one to kind of bring in early before a few other people bring him in but San would probably still always be my Spurs pick but he's very I think I don't really think he's worth the money with he's not in amazing form I mean he's still ticking over a little bit but that was like he's scored in his last two but um, before that he hadn't really looked great so he's the I don't think he's a bad option but I think personally I think there's a lot of other options for less money that are better until we see a little bit more from him and they kind of have I thought their fixtures were weren't bad but they're quite they're quite mixed, so it'll be interesting to see how we'll do um, maybe over the next two or three weeks and kind of have a look then, but I won't be. He's not really a person that I have in mind at the moment. Yeah, and then, what about Bruno? I mean, Manchester United are awful. Um, yeah. Eight mil? It's, no. <laughs> yeah. really, for me, it's just a big fat no. There's no one on... Manu that I want and especially someone like him I mean they have such uh, they have a pretty bad history of buying really good players and making them really shit that we've seen it like over <laughs> and over in the past I mean it's countless p- people with it. Ole he doesn't really seem to know the best way to kind of kind of set the team up and I don't know if he's the right person to kind of get the best out of him now the thing I had noticed about him was he scored like a lot of his a lot of his goals that he scored were pens um, so if he's if he's the number one pen taker which is definitely something that United need because they miss so many penalties then maybe that's might be something to make him a little bit interesting and they do get a lot of this for some reason they get a lot of uh, pens as well yeah. So that's something that could um, kind of bring him to my mind, but just Manu are just so bad, especially attacking wise. That I think, I mean, there, yeah, I and I just don't know if he's gonna really be used the right way. So, um, for now, he's also kind of a wait and see, but kind of a little bit the like Spurs as well. They have a lot of injuries so um he probably will play every match anyway you'd think um they don't really have any anyone else to play there so be interesting but again yeah probably avoid for the moment yeah i'd i'd, I'd, I'd agree with that i think man united just a hot dumpster fire at the min uh if rashford was there i'd maybe take a gamble but that that's what it'd simply be is a gamble and eight eight mil it's it's probably not worth it to be honest. In in the fact that I mean, I mean, even with Rashford, they were still very patchy. I know they were better, much better with him, but 
it's just just a mess really. Um who else have we got? Um Jared Bowen, what was he? I think he's six point five, isn't he? Um Jay Is he not listed as midfielder Bowen? Yes he is, yes. Yes he mm. is. That could be interesting depending how they have old David Moyes employs them. Yeah. I think the fact that they have awful fixtures it helps it'll probably help him settle in without any pressure or consideration in terms of FPL. But then if it if the fixtures um get easier then we could actually be interested in him. I mean that's how I'd say it. Yeah. I mean it was a strange move in general because as you were saying last week through WhatsApp he he seemed to wanted to move to Newcastle, was it? Yeah, or I think I, I think it was. I think he wanted to go to both of them above West Ham because, well, West Ham probably go down. Yeah. Let's be honest. But he's got a clause if they do go down, he's got a mm. release value, hasn't he? And I think basically he sort of lined his chips up in advance. So if if the worst happens with West Ham, he can he can parachute out of there pretty quickly. So. We'll, we'll see how it goes, and obviously his contract was running down, which was just crazy that they paid eighteen million, was it, for a lad with five months left yeah, on his contract? I think so, so yeah. if that doesn't scream panic, stations on what is. But um, I have got a West Ham player, which I brought in for the the double game week, which was Mark Noble, and I benefited slightly from the fact that in one game we did get a penalty, so I managed to get eight points out of him for that double game week. So it it sort of helped me, um, but. I will be getting rid of him because it was just a an exercise for two weeks to see if I could get some points out of him, and I did. So he was be free transfer, so I, I sort of gained. Um, yeah, I guess you just got to wait and see with Bowen. I mean, are we not going to discuss the other big name signing this transfer window with Odi and Agalo? I was getting to him because I forgot <laughs> about him, and then I just saw a picture of him. <laughs> how much does how much does he cost? Is he in the game? I'm not sure if he's listed yet. Um, so I shall got, take a look right I'm now. U- I've got. Well, I'm using. Yeah, he is six point five. Oh God, I'm using the express. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm using an express thing where they've got the list of <laughs> of the uh, prices and they haven't got him in. <laughs> uh, yep, he's brought in at six point five, and a zero point one percent of people have already jumped on. He's currently owned by. Just Odie and Agalo. <laughs> Seven thousand nine hundred seventy people. Oh God! Uh, but given their next fixture is away at Chelsea, I wouldn't be putting any money on him at all, Monopoly or well, not. To, to be fair, Chelsea cannot defend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't even play anyway. Um, who else have we got? Embuano uh, Samata. We obviously saw him um, for Genk against us in the Champions League. Looked all right. Already got a goal for Villa, six mil. Um, maybe a tad too high. Crimson Villa don't do score don't score goals other than Jack Grealish. Um, size. I mean, if with the scramble for uh, looking for cheapish forwards, and I was like Ings is. Well, Ings is probably still the best one there, considering their fixtures uh, are due an upturn. Um, is someone like Samata interested? I mean, a goal already, and I think he missed like a, a sitter as well. It's probably a decent start, and I mean, Wesley wasn't, before his injury, wasn't exactly prolific, but it's a decent start for him. Yeah, it's a good start, yeah. But um, having a look at Aston Villa's fixtures does not make for nice reading. Uh, 
they have a blank in 28 and then apart from that mm. they pretty much have every fixture is nearly red apart from one which is a way to uh, a way to Southampton which is actually I think quite a tough fixture yeah the way they're on really good form at the moment so if really really horrible fixtures and the blank I mean I think maybe if you had got him last week you'd be laughing you know getting eight points off the bank but uh it's just I mean no I again it's kind of I just think those fixtures are madness but I mean I suppose if they do score a few it's per, it's quite likely that he might be involved so um like he's pretty cheap and as you say there's not a lot of options around that price range up front so perhaps if you're looking to fill a little bit of a void but I think with the blank it makes it quite hard to bring anyone in who has that blank in 28 um, unless you have unless you don't have a lot of other people who have a blank but I think mm. most people probably have th- at least three or four at this point so it's probably not the best teams to be looking at but again he might be one to just throw a- an eye on and he might be um, might make himself an option in a few weeks. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I mean, it's a good start for him, as we say. Um, but pro- the f- having looked at the fixtures myself, there, no, <laughs> probably not. Um, who else have we got? Um, Newcastle signed some wing backs, but they can't as midfielders, so we can't really get them. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Sun- Sander Big. Oh God, ah, yeah, of course. I was gonna. I think I'm bringing him in the Lundstrom thing, but yeah, uh, five mil. I mean, let's let's join. Let's bring in Lundstrom here as well, who was obviously the FPL darling till two weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah, I think his form's gone down a smidge anyway. But for since Berg came in, I think we were talking in our WhatsApp, weren't we? And I said Berg's probably going to take Lundstrom's spot because Fleck and Norwood are probably the guarantee guaranteed stars, but. Um, I mean, firstly, it's surprising signing for me, but Jay, um, I mean, Berg, it's certainly an interesting one because he is huge, but in the t- in the way it affects um, Lundstrom, it's a bit of a bugger, isn't it? It's a bit of a kick in the teeth as well, if you are. Lundstrom, well, he's had a really good season, so mm. to see this lad just come in and pretty much take your spot straight away doesn't really fill you with huge confidence, but I guess that could be maybe a rotation position that yeah. Wilder might use for the rest of the season because he sort of stuck with the same like fourteen players through mm. the first half of the season pretty much. He only sort of chopped and changed maybe the odd forward and maybe one or two across other positions. But it was basically a, his back line and his midfield was set in stone. So maybe he's just thinking of managing playing time and sort of easing Bergen and maybe giving them positions with Lundstrom and Allen's in the playing time, but he's 44.9% owned by players, so I think that might actually drop uh, quite a lot over the next few weeks. 126,000 have already transferred him out in the past game week, so yeah, he is going to get chopped by a lot of people. Um, I've not seen enough of Sanderberg because he would, <laughs> um, but he was impressive when he played against us. Um He's clearly got talent and he's built physically for the Premier League in terms of his size. And he's mm-hmm. got 
a relatively decent turnout for Tottenham because he is a big lad. So he should have a good career, hopefully, in the Premier League. I know we were sort of linked with him, but I think that was more his agent because he was a Liverpool fan and he played at Anfield. It was all sort of drumming up a bit of interest, but I didn't expect him to turn up there. We'll see how he does. But yeah, in terms of FPL, maybe it's time to, to cash in on the lunchroom train. But if you are going to cash in, then why not just go for one of the other Sheffield United lads who are in defence because the 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 churning out numbers um and Stevens and Baldock are both five point one million there. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same as what Lundstrom is now, or you could drop down and get one of O'Connell, Egan or Basham who are also turning mm-hmm. decent numbers. They signed a centre back as well, so I'd probably go for the wing backs myself because I think is it Restos? Retos? Retos, a yeah. Greek lad yeah. from Bayern Munich yeah, Bayer Leverkusen yeah um, put Stevens and there's a Bordock on the other side they're yeah. both 5.1 yeah, yeah. so yeah they, they obviously the games onto the fact that they're the more attacking threat uh, and in terms of points returned uh, Bordock 105 uh, Stevens 96 lunch from 108 so they're all sort of in the same bracket but yeah, it might be just worth switching your Chef United defender to to one of those lads if you're going to save the same amount of money, really. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, Sai, your thoughts on on Lundstrom? I mean, he's been he's been a hero um, this season. Or well, next season, he'll go back and he'll be a midfielder again, and probably we'll never see him again. Oh, not in FPL, we won't see him again, I should say, because he's a good player. Very sad, very sad times, isn't it? And, well, I didn't buy him in the first week, but he was one of the players that I had. He was my kind of first four million pick when I first made my team after hearing on some fan, on some, some I think it was maybe an, uh, an Everton fan form or something. Someone had linked up that he had mm. been playing in midfield, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they they bought another midfielder that was apparently going to take his spot so I was like oh, okay so he, so he's dead and I didn't buy him but I eventually I think I bought him in after about a month and he's probably been I mean I think he's probably been the best FPL player ever I mean I don't think we've ever had a 4 million option who's actually went on to be I mean he's he's on a oh, he's already on 108 points so it's kind of a, a sad uh, affair and especially because he's probably been one of their best players um, so it's kind of bad for him too as Jay said um, yeah or R.I.P. King Lundstrom <laughs> he's gone for me I for, I actually he's I all, I've already gotten I already got rid of him as my um, free transfer for this week I just feel like he's going to lose a lot of value they also yeah. have a blank and I think he's done. Like I, can't, I mean, he might play one or two, but he's probably the type of person who will get 10, 15 minutes now, and that's the worst type of person to have, really. So mm. I don't really see the point in holding him, as Jay and you said. There's plenty of other options from the same team at the same price, so there's no reason why you can't just do a kind of a, a straight swap for another Sheffield defender pretty easily. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think he is one of the better ones. I think 
apart from like the year of like uh not i was gonna say mardi there uh vardy uh vardy and mares put them together uh apart from that year there's not many other bargains i, I can um i can think of in recent times that are in, in a similar place um but kind of going from sheffield united we're going to move on um, to West Ham, we mentioned them with Bowen. Uh, they've also bought a midfielder called Suchek, I think. I'm not sure, but he's at like five mil if you're interested. I think he is. Um, but West Ham, uh, I think last time we spoke, Jay, I think Moisey was just put in charge. I think um, it's not gone well, um, which I don't think <laughs> no one's surprised. <laughs> um, but I mean, Jay, what, what what do you make of West Ham? Because I mean, we're obviously going to go through the fiction stuff. But the bottom of the fixture list, or the the way I've got it configured, with the next five, they've got us and Man City consecutively. Um, if they go down, they're going to get absolutely ripped apart, aren't they? Well, if Indy Kelly is to be believed, he could be getting sacked. Uh, we all know how. What's your Twitter legend he is with hundred percent getting sacked <laughs> uh, with his rumours, uh, but yeah, just they've not got a nice fixture until April, which then is the last seven fixtures. At which point they could well be down mm. or as good as being down. Um, as it stands, the next two fixtures uh, away to Man City, away to Liverpool. So write them off. It's basically a an exercise in goal difference, I think, for that. But given the fact we're on that much of a roll, and I think maybe the weekend's performance, just taking it slightly away from West Ham, is we sort of become a little bit more clinical at the weekend. We've all seen mm-hmm. us win one and two nil over the last like six to eight weeks. But when the opportunity presents itself this weekend, we were ruthless. Um, and I think West Ham could be on the back end of that. Um, Man City at home. If they get a smell of blood, they they do get ruthless. They will put five or six past them. Um, then they go to South, the host Southampton, which is no easy game as as Sy put it before. Um, and then they go to Arsenal, host Wolves, go to West Ham, host Chelsea. You pretty much, if you were a West Ham fan, you're probably looking at the next eight fixtures and hoping that you can maybe pick up five points if you if you can, but. As I say, that that could be doomsday by then. Um, as an FPL asset, obviously I said I've got Noble, I'll be getting rid of him. But there's not a lot there for FPL terms and you mm. just don't know what they're going to do if they do go down because there is some decent players there and, and there's a lot of players on big money who I imagine will either have clauses that means the wages go down or... He just won't want to play in the championship anyway. There's well, a lot of to, European standard. To be fair, I don't even think like would Felipe Anderson, um, Sebastian Haller, who pretty much could have went a lot of places in Europe, would they have joined West Ham with a relegation clause? I I don't think they would. So I think if they do go down, like Ooh, just uh, hypothetically, if we wanted a backup striker and a backup winger, we could probably get them on the cheap if they wanted them off the wage bill. Yeah, that 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 that's a good point. It could be. I mean, you don't know how clubs are managed these days and they're, they're operated by two lunatics, if it's the best way to describe <laughs> Um But, I mean, just going through like 
as as an FPL, just looking down their list of terms of value that players uh, he'd imagined one out Felipe Anderson, probably one out Bowen. I sort of agreed a deal that if he does go down, he's going to one out. Uh, Lanzini, you'd imagine he'd one out four nows. Jan Malenko. Um, Rice. Rice, maybe, yeah. Uh, Diop's been linked with United, and I think Mourinho has a little yeah. one for him, doesn't he? So. Zabaleta will call it a day. Uh, so they're literally left with Mark Noble and maybe Snodgrass. Winston Reid, uh, come back. <laughs> but they're doomed if they do go down. I mean, yeah, they are, they are properly screwed. As you say, they ran, um, interestingly, is the legal way of saying it. Uh, yeah, that's the, the nicest way of putting it. Yes, that's without getting in trouble. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly interesting, but that, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, that squad has no business being down there, but we, we've seen it before. It just happens. Um it really does. But, Sai, what, what do you make of West Ham? Because, I mean, on paper, we should we should be interested in, in them in terms of fantasy and stuff. I mean, we, we mentioned Haller there. I know Philippe Anderson's been injured. Antonio's probably been tempting a couple of times when he's not been injured. Uh, even then, we mentioned Bowen. But I, I, regardless of their fixture list, uh, which has got awful at them in, but I, I don't think I've had a West Ham player since, like, the start when... We had like Diop for about four mil or whatever it was. Yeah, <clears throat> um, they should be definitely a lot better than they are. That's for sure. Um, like I remember last year, uh, Anderson was a very good FPL pick, and Haller had been kind of pushed as one as well. And he was one who I, I think I had him for a little bit, or or I had. He was definitely one that I nearly brought in, but. I don't know what's happening with them. Um, they, sh- they definitely are. They definitely are underperforming. Anyway, they have the like the, on paper they have an amazing midfield and attacking midfielders, but it just hasn't seemed to work for them. It's injuries. I don't know if it's that or if it's just the management. But um, something is definitely wrong at the club. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go on to one of your better topics, Jay. Um, Everton, um, certainly an interesting time with them. I mean, we don't need to talk about Ancelotti and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, a bit of a mixed mixed form. I mean, mad game against Watford at the weekend. I mean, what 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 do you make of them? I know the fixtures aren't uh, well; they're not good at all, really. But um, what, what have you made of him since Ancelotti's gone in? Pretty much the same as what they were under Ferguson, just less probably intense in terms of what they're probably producing on the field, but that could all be obviously down to management. And I think that just the, the order around the place, that when when they had Ferguson, they had the, this little moment of being able to pump the chest out and say, we're Everton. And We'll, we'll we'll be us horrible little club that they are, but and then they obviously all got on the high horse when Carlo come in, um, but he sure got shut down pretty quickly, and I think they just slumped back into the the mediocre shadows that they are looking over Stanley Park at the greatness that we are. But 
bringing it to FPL, I mean, you've only got to look at their fixtures pretty much like West Ham. Um, they'll probably fare slightly better in terms of they probably aim for more than five points, but given their fixtures between game week 26 and game week 33, they've got a free level game week against Palace at home this week, which is no easy game because Palace tend to be better on the road than what they do. Then they've got four fixtures in a row that are rated four. So that's away to Arsenal, home to United, away to Chelsea, home to Liverpool, possibly champions of England coronation ceremony. And then they go to Norwich, which could be a tough one given the fighting for the life. Then they host Leicester and go to Spurs. So, I mean, I think they're floating around about mid-table now, but they could easily see themselves get dragged back in towards 15th, 16th, and then we'll see the toxicity come back again to Goodison Park, and we'll see how much they really want Carlo there. But in terms of FPL, probably not worth owning anyone other than possibly Richarlison because he's their only sort of goal threat. Um, In terms of points-wise... It's him and Calvert-Lewin, but I could never put Calvert-Lewin in my team. Not just because he's never been played, just because he's a horrible, horrible player. I think Dave um, spoke on, Dave and Carl spoke on the Scouter pod last week about how horrible Shane Long is. He's from the same sort of cloth, Calvert-Lewin, where he just cheats his way through the game, kicks and moans and will do anything to try and get an advantage. And he's just not very good apart from he seemed to be getting a few tappings this season and not on please me more if he went and represented England in the summer and they failed I don't think we're that desperate yet <laughs> oh you don't know you know it, it is England um, it's very true um, maybe they, if they, things get they could have a forward line of Ings and Calvert-Lewin how, how <laughs> amusing would that be dearie me dearie me uh, yeah that would be something um yeah, Everton, near good anyway. Um, Sai, coming to you. Spurs, uh, we, we mentioned with with Bergvine, um, um, and, I mean, the fixtures are a tad mixed and stuff like that, but it, it, is, is this the start? I think one of the commentators worded it, is this the start of the Mourinho era, but I'm not sure if it is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the form before that, I mean, the scrape pass, Norwich, draw, lost to us, um, Beat Southampton, lost to Southampton. Um, it's it's still mixed, but if this isn't the, if this could this be the start for Spurs or Mourinho at Spurs? I should say. Um, I don't really the, the start of the Mourinho sense is like the really bad book or something. It's be the start of the Mourinho. Era. I guess mm-hmm. I mean they they're doing quite well in the the league. I mean they're fifth. They actually probably have a pretty good shot of top four now just the way the way everybody else is but I don't think they're gonna pop on and start winning back-to-back matches but they they have improved a little bit but I mean they got absolutely trashed against Man City and just managed to win the match somehow and it wasn't like they played particularly well I mean they did well with the two with the two chances that, that they had but I think the red card didn't really help and penalty and all that it was all a little bit weird I mean so I mean they did well 
to win the match, but I don't think they were the better team on the day. Um, I don't think they've been playing particularly well, but they have been just getting those wins across the line. So I, I, I think they could finish top four possibly, but I think they're more than like to finish fifth or sixth, but I don't think they're going to kind of become a team to worry about. Um, and I don't know what the Jose Mourinho era is, but I think he's kind of had his day a little bit, seems a little bit lost. But um, I don't, like they have a pretty good team, but I, I, I think they're going to be a little bit up and down still. Like, in, like they might win one or two and then get beaten by Everton or something or Burnley or something weird like that. So um, I don't think they're going to do terribly, but I think they'll be still a, kind of the way they've been in, over the last month or so, which I think has been very up up and down. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be jumping on Spurs just yet. Maybe maybe gamble on someone like Bergwijn or, or Moore, as mm. you said earlier. I had Sodden and then got rid of him and he scored, so that's probably him done for the season. <laughs> that's him done for the season. Um, yeah. uh, let's move on to, uh, let's not say a sure thing, but an improving thing, and even performed quite well against us in the first half, it is Southampton, Jay. Um Obviously, their fixtures, are, I think they've gone at a full 180 and gone from horrendous to good. Um, and I think many, quite a lot of people have planned to jump on Ings from whoever uh, and stuff like that. But what what have you made of Southampton? Is there anyone outside of Ings that you'd be looking at? Um, not really. Um, Gineppo had a good game at the weekend, but mm. he doesn't really start every week. He was impressive. Uh, Ward-Prowse, possibly. But five point eight, you could probably find something around the five point five to six million markers, a more productive midfielder. Even though he's got eighty one points this season, that's mainly due to uh, like picking up free kicks and stuff. But um, where he's playing now, obviously last weekend he played right back, but I think that was due to the fact they've they've got no fit right back until they get Jan Valery fully fit again. Um, he probably will back, go back into centre midfield. I think more of his goals sort of maybe come from a wider position. Um, there's not a lot else there in terms of huge quality um, that they've actually got in the squad. They've got a couple of half decent players. Maybe you've got. I think you've got McCarthy in goal. Did you say? Uh, I did. I've just. I've, I've done my wild card. We'll get on to it. But yeah, I did oh, okay. have him. I did have him. Uh, okay. So, uh, well. There's there's a couple of options that you you could pick up from them. Bednarek at four point four is is probably a handy pick at the back. Um, Stevens maybe where maybe time will tell if Walker Peters is going to come in and start mm. straight away. Four point four. That's I've, I've maybe a, a nice bargain. Yeah, I've took a gamble on him. I've took a gamble on him. Uh, that means he's going to be rubbish then. Yep. Uh, don't buy Walker Peters. That yep. was. Uh, there's not a lot else there. Maybe you could look at getting a squad filler, maybe Hoiberg, but mm. he doesn't pick up major points. So, no, unless you've got Danny Ings, there's not a lot there. I mean, just looking at their total points, he's got 128, Ward-Prowse 81, Redmond 69. So, apart from those three, Ings has doubled, doubly outscored everyone. And at 7 million, he's still a bargain to be had. Those next few fixtures that you are referencing, 
home to Burnley, home to Villa. I think he's probably assuring that he'll score at least one, maybe two across that period. So, yeah, if, if anyone is looking for a Southampton player, then it would be Danny Ings for me. Yeah, I think he's the main one. I quite like it. I think Ward Prowse is still a tad too expensive for what he is. But, I mean, certainly with um, set pieces and free kicks and stuff like that. And obviously he played right back against us and did quite well. Might might be like Aldi Trent or something like that nowadays. Um, <laughs> not, uh, not wrong with Aldi, by the way. Um, no, no, no. I didn't endorse Aldi. I mean, good, very good uh, knock-off Kinder Buenos, if you, anyone's interested. <laughs> This this episode is sponsored by Aldi. <laughs> Save a little yeah. for uh, yeah yeah. I think maybe wait and see, but I think, yeah, gambling on Carl Walker Pete's for me. I mean, he's four point four. If you play, they don't have another right back. That's probably why I've done it. You'll <laughs> um, have to play sooner rather than later. And drink all logic that is though. Yeah, if not, I can just screw him off. Um, easy, easy to fix that. Um. But before we get on to our transfers and stuff like that, I mean, Sai, you wanted to talk about Liverpool and more specifically Mane. Everyone has three Liverpool players at this point, especially with the way our fixtures are going to go in in, in the coming weeks. Um, what what was your what was your strategy with Mane? Over because I'm going to guess you captained him in the double game week. No, I did not. Oh, didn't you? Some, well, some people got I caught kept with the captain Salah actually. Oh, cheap. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did something right that week. Um, I own him still. I guess that's the question. Is I think I probably missed the time to get to take him out. Probably would have been mm-hmm. last week, but I suppose with this long winter break, he should, in theory, he should be back um, for the West Ham home match. But I guess there's just the worry that the club is. Lying about how bad his injury is, which they've obviously never done before. You know, that's mm. not something that we do. I think or, I saw a report after the break. We sh- this should be the first time we have a full squad. I think I saw. Okay, so I he should. So he is, yeah, but then it's possible that he gets um, rested for the Champions League match. So, but I mean, I think at this point, I'm probably just going to have to hold on to him. Um, to be fair, it's going to cost a lot. To- get rid of him and bring in a Liverpool defender, say instead mm-hmm. it's going to be a minus eight at this point. To be honest, I mean, where are you going to go? Like Exactly, yeah. Literally, the only other midfielder that is doing anything at the minute is Henderson. And <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not taking the piss, but if yeah. you, go, like, you could temporarily go down to Henderson, that's, that's, probably, that's probably about it. But you're not going to go to Sterling, he's dog shit at the minute. Mares, maybe. If you, um, most people probably have the yeah, so I think it's probably yeah. holding on to him and just hoping that he plays. I mean, against West Ham, I mean, he should, it's possible he comes back for that match and scores a hat trick or something, you know, like mm. we have pretty good fixtures from then on it anyway. So, yeah, well, we've got, we've, got Nor- we've got Norwich next anyway, don't we? So, that, again, yeah. That's, yeah, that's two perfect fixtures to come back, and Watford might be slightly more challenging just because the big, horrible. Bastards, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. it it it's the perfect fixture list, and even even the Atletico Madrid game, as you say, he might get rested and that. But um, in terms of Premier League, he's perfectly perfect for them for him to come back into. Um, Jay, what what would you do with the Mane situation if if people have still got him? 
I switched them out for Salah, which uh, obviously paid off for me in terms of the last game week. But that means I've still got is it three Liverpool players now. Yeah, because I've got Trent and Bobby as well. So for me to bring them back in, I would have to bin off one of those. It'd probably be push come to shove. It'd be Bobby. Um, and obviously he works and creates a lot of goals. But like he got three assists this week, but still only got 11 points for that. If if Mane's on the pitch, <laughs> if, if Mane starts and he probably gets a goal or two out of that, so you know he gets more points. You got to look at these differentials here. Um, for me to get him back in, I'd probably have to bim Bobby, maybe get rid of De Bruyne. Um, as I said, it's probably going to cost you a lot of points, so it might just be a case of stick with who's hot at the moment, and that seems to be Mo. Mm-hmm. Out of half from three, I think they've all sort of gone through cycles through the season. I mean, Mane had his cycle for about three or four months where he was on fire and Bobby sort of started to click again now in terms of his creativity and mm-hmm. Mo's getting the goals. So uh, it'll be interesting when he does come back because you can't have them all. Well, you, you can. I think Mark Roberts <laughs> might have them all. But uh, if you've got them all, then you've probably got not a lot else in terms of value and quality in your team so all you need well yeah it's going to win you the league and might not win the, your fantasy league but it'll, it'll win you the Premier League that'll do for us exactly. but no I, I might just leave him I mean the games that we have got coming up Norwich and is, is it West Ham he, mm-hmm. he might not even start those games he might just literally be eat back in you could you could have an argument just to say go with what we started with against uh, Southampton in the next league game because obviously Ox has been doing really good and mm-hmm. uh, the midfield worked a lot better the weekend obviously Henderson got a goal and assist from a slightly more advanced position so why not go with them and then obviously we've also got players like Cater knocking on the door coming on doing it uh, well again even though he only got like 20 minutes and uh, Arigi's an option to play on the left Minamino so you don't need to rush Mane back. We could just ease him back over those two games and maybe just feature in the Champions League against the Fresco. So we might just get a full out and all 70, 80 minutes there and maybe just play a sub appearance in the other two league games. Yeah. Yeah. You could see both, really. You could see both. Maybe give him one and rest him for the other and then Atletico, or whatever the hell the Atletico game is. Um, it's after the Norwich game. It's, is it? it's pretty quick. So ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we sort of the way our fixtures for we have Norwich at five thirty a week Saturday as we record this, um, and then we play Atletico on the Tuesday. So it's quite a, a shorter turnaround. But then we've got West Ham the following Monday. So if anything, you might not see him in a Norwich game and maybe see him at Atletico and West Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And that makes sense. I thought it might have been a, a week later or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it, Mane is probably the only question about Liverpool. I mean, sure, most people will probably have Salah by now, and then it's either you've got Bobby or you've got two defenders. That seem, that's seemingly the way. I imagine most people have got Trent as well. Um, yeah, Let, let's move on to chances. We're going to have to finish up now because I think we've got 10 minutes left before me and, me and Jay have to go. Um, shall we start with my wild card, or shall we do your transfers first? Shall we? Let's go with yours. We'll finish with my wild card, and then we can 
do a big live transfers with guy segment. Um, Sai, what anything you're planning or doing? I've already done my transfer. I did lunch from to lunch from to Stevens, which I only just realised now. I actually have three Southampton players in Ings, Stevenson, and McCarthy. Um, so I probably should have thought about it a little bit more and <laughs> maybe done Mane and lunch from to like to Robertson and a different midfielder for a hit, but I took a hit last week and I just kind of just felt rid Stephen's fixtures and he's only 4.4. He seems like a pretty good like for like for Lundstrom. So, um, yeah, so I'll be depending on Southampton clean sheets for the rest of the season. <laughs> until I wild card actually really, yeah. which would be interesting, but he's only 4.4. So he can yeah. spend, uh, he can spend half his time on the, bench and be happy there so that's okay it's not a, it's not the world's most exciting transfer but there you go had to be done yeah no I think that makes sense uh, definitely makes sense I think Southampton's fixtures are too tempting and they did look quite good against us and not defensively missing a right back and it does <laughs> doesn't help but I think they've, they've been better elsewhere um, and Stevens is I'm not sure if he has scored from free kicks and stuff like that, off headers and stuff like that, but he's quite big, so he should be a threat at least. Um, Jay, anything planned or doing? Live transfer as we speak. Um, I've gone Troy Deeney to Danny Ings. I had 0.8 in the bank. Deeney was 6.2. Ings was 7. No-brainer. Um, given the fixtures they've got coming up, uh, Watford's fixtures weren't exactly handy in terms of what they've got probably in the next five or six weeks. Um, Deeney sort of had his little patch. They go to Brighton this weekend, but then they've also got to go to United, host Liverpool, go to Palace, host Leicester. So he, he might get the odd goal or penalty across that period, but Danny Ings, as a longer-term prospect, is more suitable. Um, that's my one transfer for the week, but then I am going to keep an eye on Jamie Vardy because I'm not convinced that he's going to come back to form and also probably will swap out Mahrez because I know we're sort of looking slightly in advance they have got the cup final so I think it's game week 28 they've got a blank so if you have got City Villa Arsenal and there's one other team it could be Sheffield United across that period Mm -hmm. um, you've probably got to look at maybe either utilising your bench or maybe getting some transfers in. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly going to be a problem, that blank. And looking at my team, I may have to uh, tinker with it just because of that blank because I've got uh, four players who would be affected by it at the minute, which isn't great. Um, but, but what it does do is it gives you a nice option for the triple captain or a free hit or a bench boost to use later on the season when these teams will have double fixtures. It's very true, but so, you could have... So, yeah, maybe keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, or oh, don't waste your triffle captain on Harry Kane earlier in the season. Ah, yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck Harry Kane. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, just popped in my head there, the prick. Come um, on, then. Let's, let's hear right. what you've done. <clears throat> Go on, then. Let's do this. Uh, so, keeper, uh, I've gone Gaeta, because Palace have good fixtures. I know he, he screwed up on the Sheffield goal, but he's been pretty good this season. Um, no one else from Palace is worth owning, even Zaha. Uh, maybe defenders and stuff, but no one attacking wise worth picking. So I've gone for the goalkeeper there. Um, kept Trent because yeah, 
Kep Gomez, because, yeah. Uh, Ender Stevens, uh, so from Sheffield. Um, Walker Peters, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, my, my gamble. If not, I can easily trade to another Southampton one. I think they're all similarly priced. Um, Kep Salah, because, yeah. Harvey Barnes, he seemingly, albeit Leicester haven't stayed the same, he's seemingly improving. Um, so I've, I've gambled on him. What is he? I think he's like six-ish mil. Um, so yeah, I've, I've gambled on him. Kept De Bruyne because I'd probably lose a decent wedge of money on him. Kept Jimenez because, albeit the fixtures aren't perfectly, I think they're a bit up and down, but I think after a few, they'll go back up. So kept him, and he's pretty fixture neutral, they always score. Um, brought in Ings, um, because, well, we just explained that. Then brought in Aguero, um, albeit the very up and down at the main Man City. I think Aguero, out of the premium strikers, he's still the best by a million miles, because Aubameyang's not doing much, Arsenal are terrible. And Aguero, I think Aguero just has like the hat, most hat-trick potential in the league, so why not? And especially with West Ham at home. Um, I'll probably, he's probably my captain um, as well. But on the bench, I brought in Button because he's 3.9, so he's the cheapest keeper in the game. Brought in Grealish uh, because he's the only one who does out for uh, Villa, but I might change him and then possibly bring him back after the blank. Um, and strangely... Looking at the fixtures, not many people have good fixtures, but Newcastle are kind of in the middle. So I've got Lascelles, which makes sense. And this was my last one, just because I had like six mil. I've got Almiron, but I'll probably change him. I might get rid of Greedish and Almiron and tinker that around a bit. Um, but yeah, I think the starting 11 on him is pretty good. The bench is a tad weird, I think. Um, but is there anyone that you'd recommend? I mean, I did. I did have a Dharma in for a sec, but the, the triangle made me worried. How much did you say you had for midfield? Uh, how much? Six million. Oh, that. Six million was Almir on. You, let me just swear that. Do, do, do. I'm on the wrong tab. Uh, Barnes cost 5.9. Grealish 6.7. Uh, De Bruyne ten three, Almiron five eight, and Moore's twelve four. Hmm. The only wild card pick, maybe if we give you whether it'd work or not, McNeil from Burnley is six mil. Yeah, I've, I've had him. A, I've had him a couple times. It's just Burnley. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if they are going to get goals, it tends to maybe come from him in a wide position. Um, other than that, there's, there's not a lot there in terms of that's the problem. Che- cheap, cheaper value midfielders. You could go super captain Jordan Henderson. I genuinely would if I didn't have three Liverpool players. That's the thing. I genuinely would. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think but, that's a good team, yeah. I'm not it's, sure it's, it's, it's a solid around. team, yeah. Mm. Uh, Almiron's the only one in there that it would be. I just think it's quite expensive, but I, yeah, I don't think it's going to score too much. I mean, it might be better. Uh, there's not really a lot at that price range, though. And midfield is a bit of a barren. How are you for Chef United? Uh, Steve, just Ender Stevens, I think. Yeah, John Fleck, yeah. John Fleck, five point one. True. Uh, the only problem is the blank. 
Um, but I think but after it, that, it could be good. Have mm. you got a strong enough bench to, for starters, though, to, to bring them in in terms of just leaving them out for one week, maybe with a couple of others? Um, Defence would be fine. To be fair, I'm tinkering now. I've brought Moy back in because Brighton have decent fixtures and he always plays. It's, I think the Sheff, you could you can obviously live without Chef. I think it's the Man City ones that are doing me the most damage there. Because it, if I brought in Fleck, I'd have four people missing. Um, hmm. But I have 7.9 now that I've put Moy back in, so that might make it more interesting. But uh, I know that game week is not ideal. If you did have four players missing, you just got to throw your armband on a Liverpool player away at Watford. True. True. Or you, would you not just you if you've used your wild card and brought in, for example, someone around the five and a half region, just use a one transfer that we can bring in. Yeah. Maybe Henderson or mm-hmm. even even the likes of Saint Maximum. Ooh, Saint Ma- Ooh. Oh, Saint Max. Ooh. Oh, that. Ma- yeah. How much is he? Saint Maximum is probably a better option. Five point four. Ooh. Just he probably offers the same threat that okay. he's in. I have 2.5 mil now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, no, he has only scored one goal. Yeah. That's not but, really great, to, actually, to when you fa- look at it. But to be fair, he's been injured quite a lot, and I think yeah. he scored a thunder bastard last night against Oxford. I th- I'd probably rather... I'd rather gamble on him than Almeida, to be fair. So, yeah, St. Maximin yeah. is in. I will continue tinkering, because I just spotted the time, and I, Jay, I, know, I know you need to get ready for work. Um, Quickly, do you just... Uh, name your captains and then we'll get out of here. Aguero. Salah. Yeah, I'm going to go Aguero as well. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you, you two, for joining me. Goodbye. <laughs>